This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's, what's up is Pete's balls in our mouth. Oh, yeah. Pete was on the previous show. His balls Left are so his, good. Uh, mm-hmm. Chocolate-covered malt balls. I mean, they actually are. Delicious. Delicious balls. DME balls. Yes. So light and, and fluffy when you... I mean, they're, they're crackly oh, on the outside, yeah. chocolatey, and then they, like, completely explode and, you know, collapse in your mouth. She said. The best part is they're just small enough to be able to completely put one, put one hole in your, in your mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. plan. Bite size, you know. That's what they. Yeah. Call. Well, they are. They're yeah. not small. Pete's balls are pretty, pretty good size. Those are balls. Oh yeah. Bebo's not listening. So. <laughs> Bebo, you that's want some of these she balls? Listens. She's she knows about putting balls in her mouth. You know who else does? <laughs> She's like, well, she was going to complain, and then she's like, well, all right. What's the use? (laughs) (laughs) She's heard it all. We should try one of Pete's uh, malt balls. Yeah, you really should. They're good. They're talking. They're fantastic. There's nothing bad about them at all. We didn't steer you wrong about the the Jumba Jumbo Juju stuff. Whatever shit that was, it's good. We didn't we didn't steer you wrong about the Jumbo Juju stuff. No, I really like that. Right, this bread too. Try, yeah. Put yourself like more, a big yeah. ass glass. I got, I got a, a like a full bar of this shit. No. <laughs> she first cupped and, and fondled it to see how it was yeah, in her yeah, hand. Yeah, you got to examine them. That's always a nice bad gesture, <laughs> girls. Never miss a chance to check balls. Well, well, huh? That's good. Yeah. Good. I had no nonsense. Like uh, Vivo is now addicted to Jumba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's coming back for 38%. <laughs> all I need. That's all she needs. She's gone. She had a big chocolatey ball in her mouth. Like she's good. Mm-hmm. Are they great? Are they good? No, those guys, those guys know, their, know their stuff. You know what we did today? The brewery. Sky's the limit. We okay. tore down this uh, wall oh. between our two coal boxes. You know, we got the giant new coal yeah. box and <laughs> yeah, the smaller yeah, yeah, yeah. original coal box. Yeah. Which smaller original? That's a thousand square feet plus. Oh, it's huge. You know, it's three, huge. Three high. Yeah. And most people listen haven't been in one. The that next, big. the next big one. So we're we're tearing down the wall. The wall is twenty some odd feet high, and you know twenty some odd feet wide. And the, uh, the the coal box guy, our coal box guy, Stan, the coal box guy, uh, he was like, "Look, when it's time to take that down, he's like, uh, don't uh, you know, don't try and do it yourself. Just give me a call. I'll come back out and I'll do it." And we're thinking, ah, how tough can it be? Come on! I tell you, it's one of the sketchiest things we've done. <laughs> one of the most dangerous things we've done is take down these panels because the panels weigh hundreds of pounds apiece. These are cooler panels, right? Yes. Okay. And they're, you know, like four foot wide, yeah. hundreds of pounds a piece, 20 foot long. Yeah. And, you know, they're held together with these cam locks. And then, you know, yeah. they were just kind of floating in space in between the two boxes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was quite sketchy. They're heavy. Very heavy. So did any fall? Uh, no, no. Um, Anybody uh, We nearly hurt? took out a couple of fire sprinklers. See? Yeah. 
We almost smashed one of our uh, chilling units, uh, you know, probably, you know. But generally, we're pretty good about not killing people. Yes. But, uh, no, eventually we took them all down. No problem. It was uh, was something else. Yeah, there's like five of these panels. So now what do you got left there? You've got... uh, The two big coal boxes are connected now. Oh, they are. You had to put another panel in to connect him, right? Were they? No, the the, the stand oh, broke... had already connected it, and he just propped that up because we didn't have chilling on both sides. I see. So, uh, wow. And we took it down. We we got a massive uh, coal box. You took it down into the into the new cooler. You pulled it into the new cooler. That's where you did the. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Wow, yeah. I got twice as much space. Is it full yet? <laughs> Prob- it will be probably. <laughs> I can't believe the other one. At first, when I remember, like when you first opened, it, like, right, oh, you're my like, God, yeah, you can store are... everything cold for like, oh, man, this is great. Yeah, then people... I go back like a year later. <laughs> can't even. They want to get something out. They got to take everything out of the middle. And right, right. You know, it's like a, yeah. People game. are shocked. They're like, wow, this is this is much bigger yeah. than you need. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And uh, some people that knew, they were like, oh, you did it right, man. You got yeah. a nice, good sized cool box. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eventually, you fill that up too. Yeah. So well, you know. You get 100-barrel fermenter, 100-barrel uh, batch of beers, how many pallets? How many uh, pallet spots does a batch take up? Oh, it depends on how, how you package it, but, uh, yeah. you know, quite a few. Um, you know, 120 barrels of So uh, it would take up a That's fourth of your original space? A third. A third of the original space, yeah. one batch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you, you need uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. But that was fun. I was very uh, puckering at, at times. Yeah. <laughs> Thought about calling the guy? Yeah. I'm like, Stan, you were wall, right. Stan? Well, once we started, like, uh, it was too it, late. Embarrassing. Because these things are, like, you know, teetering on the brink of destruction. And, um, yeah, we ended up having to use a forklift to, to push them over. To a big crash? And then to catch them with another forklift. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, kind of walk them down, you know, flat onto the ground. But we've gotten pretty good at moving uh, big, heavy equipment. Lucky, lucky you say. Yeah, that, I mean, if we hadn't already done all the things we've done, that I would see. have been So your forklift terrifying. skills were, were, are been enhanced. We're, we're good. We can pick up, we tilt up our own 120-barrel fermenters. Really? With a forklift? Huh? With two forklifts. And it takes us about 60 seconds, 90 seconds to bring one upright. Whoa. We've gotten really good at it. And so we, we I mean, we moved around uh, our chiller, got our chiller on the roof. Oh, yeah. Big ass train chiller. Well, you didn't move that up on the roof because you had a crane coming. Oh, we had to have, bring it in a crane because it was about 100 <laughs> foot reach. Just didn't quite do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, um, yeah, so uh, we're going to train on our, our chilling now. Train? What do you mean? Train. The, you know, train, uh, you know, HVAC train, uh, the company that uh, oh. Oh, yeah, does uh, oh, all the chilling equipment. I got you. got you. Beautiful piece of equipment. Wow. I would suggest breweries go towards, you know, the, you know, it's it's been recommended in the past, brewery to brewery. It's like, oh, use, you know, these smaller company places, uh-huh. but you're not getting better equipment. You tend to pay more, and if something goes wrong, there's no parts available, or parts are harder to come by. I see. If you stick with train, carrier, you know, these big companies, York, um, then 
if something goes wrong, they have parts warehouses staged across the country. Cool. So if something goes wrong, I could drive out to Sacramento or I can drive into San Francisco and I can get all the parts I want. Gotcha. That's good to know. And uh, people that work on them yeah. are uh, you know, very uh, available. Yeah. So. It's common to have. Yeah. Thank so, you. yeah, so you're, you, what'd you do with the old one? Uh, it's still up there. So you got to say, it, oh, it's, it's in use or just like? It's in use. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to kind of uh, work together. You know, be there for redundancy. I, oh. All I need is the train for quite a while. I see. Eventually, both of them running would suffice for the entire building. I see. So, I, all my chilling needs are, are done. And you say all of it, including your the, the, the bar and, and everything as well? Bar, uh, 24 more of the big fermenters. 24? What support? Of the hundreds? Yeah, 120. That'll take us up to about sixty to 70,000 barrels. Wow. That's a lot of beer. I had a lot of beer. That's what the I figured I could do out of that small. building. Yeah, the cooler's too small already. No, I figure that's what we can do out of that building. Yeah, that's a lot of beer. Oh, yeah. You'd be everywhere. Right. 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 Well, and you know what you need to make beer? Uh, ingredients. Hops. Oh, yeah. You were close. Well, I'm right. You weren't going... <laughs> You were, you weren't going to get specific enough for me. Oh well, I would I would have had a one in four chance of guessing the next thing correctly. Well, there you go. I could ask you to refine your answer yes, further, it, sir. It, yeah. uh, well, a lot of people uh, get their hops from Nico Brew. He's oh, been, great he's guy, been, great company. Yeah, he's been doing the the hops uh, for you know seven years, yeah, or more, and uh, he still has uh, five dollars shipping, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And he'll do hops. Uh, from you know all your standard classics to a lot of the hard to find hops. I, at one point, I had a hop I needed to get, and um, well, I had to pay homebrew prices for it. Uh, Nico was able to get it for me, which was uh, pretty fantastic. And he's got fast turnaround, so no no screwing around, waiting for somebody to send something to you a month later. Uh, their hops are nitrogen flushed, vacuum sealed, mylar packaging, so you're always getting those hops nice and fresh, not just throwing them in a Ziploc baggie. They uh, package them properly. They have everything from commercial accounts to uh, helping uh, the smallest home brewer or the biggest homebrew shop. Uh, coming soon, they're going to do a complete line of pro brewing equipment, custom built fermenters, brew houses, you name it, they're going to do it. So check out uh, the new Nico Brew swag, like onesies, banana hammocks, uh, teas for toddlers. Why is he doing all this perverted small children uh, clothing line? It sounds a little sketchy. He says, send in a naked picture of your child so we can make sure we get the right size <laughs> shirt sent out to you. Did he not say that? Maybe he did I imagine not say that. that. He did not say that. Okay. All right. So, Just clarification. Sure. Do not send naked pictures of your children to Nico at Nico Brew. You want to send clothed pictures of your child in what positions? God, sometimes he's in the chat room. I'm so thankful he's not right now. <laughs> He'll kill me next time he sees me. Head over to newsnico.com <laughs> today for all of your hop needs. And onesies. Good friend, Nico. Yeah, and onesies for your child. Just you got to send the picture so he knows what size onesie to send. Yeah, onesie or doesn't just, say enough. You know, buy that size. Well, how's he supposed to know? Because you would. Never mind. Don't worry about it. It's you okay. put your child up against some sort of measuring stick, take a picture, and send it to Nico, and he'll know what size you need exactly. Okay. 
Have you not sent a picture of your child to Nico for some clothing? Oh, no, I'm done with this conversation. I'm, I'm turning my microphone off. <laughs> All right. Well, well, maybe she wants a onesie. She'll have to send a picture. Right. Maybe you want a onesie to fit yourself. No? All right. Well, you know, send the picture anyway. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll measure for onesies. We'll, yeah, we'll measure for onesies during the break. When we come back, we'll all declare our onesie size after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com now back to brewing with style all right bevo and porno steve are now like jambu Addicts. Yeah, they're going to have to make some or have to get that contact in uh, Africa to send some. I got some seeds. You can buy from the Brain Network, I heard. Mm. Here, aren't you opening a distillery? You could uh, maybe brew some up for us. Mm-hmm. I, I shall. like this idea. And uh, Although the, the feds may like have some what if it. What if you brew it what but mean, you I, don't sell it? Just as an experiment. You can't make it until you legal so just make it in your bathtub is it a problem becoming a legal distillery and uh, where you're at or would they you have to like notice put a publication or of like uh oh yeah i already opening, did that you did that okay so where are you at on this oh uh, who knows all right um i think i need to put up some chain link fence though oh separate it out i'm getting you know anyone who does chain link cheap i've got a really high how much prices. you need i'm just it's a like little 70 feet Inside, right? Inside. Two corners, one gate. Guys, Six foot high. Ask your buddy across the street, the pink guy, the Mako, whatever it is. They'll know. The Mako guys. Um, 
I got a question from uh, Ben Hummel in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo. Uh, Ben says, I have been brewing for several years, but there's one thing I haven't figured out. I have heard Tasty say that he adds dextrin care pills malt to his beer to add body to his beer. But then in the same recipe, he says he mashes low, uh, e.g. 149 Fahrenheit, so the beer dries out. Why would you add dextrin malt to a beer that you're trying to dry out? Wouldn't mashing a little higher and not adding dextrin malt do the same thing? What is the difference between these two ways to affect the body mouthfeel attenuation of the beer? Looking forward to your words of wisdom. Wisdom. Ben and Kalamazoo. Good question, Ben. What the fuck is Tasty talking about? That's the que- That should be another show. Be all questions. <laughs> be a, be a, a segment. We should have a segment where we go back and take audio clips. Like, like, that boing, is, what like, the fuck is Tasty talking about? What the about? fuck is Tasty talking about? Uh-huh. What was it talking about? Well, uh, let me ask. Uh, Carapils uh, is a non-fermentable uh, malt, right? Is that any, Pretty uh, much, yeah. Okay. So that would be the difference between that and uh, mashing high. You get the, the body without uh, adding to the ABV. Whereas if you just use base malt and mashed higher, of course you get more dextrins. I don't think you get. I think you get more from the carapils than you do from the base malt. So, well, I've got I've got beers that I have you know four percent carapils that I mash at one fifty six. Uh-huh. So it's not like depends on what you're trying to do. Right, right. I think the the whole purpose of dextrin malts was for breweries. So a lot of breweries are set on one mash temperature. They don't have <laughs> the ability to do different mash temperatures. It's their their water, their process, okay. everything. Right. They're, you know, like traditional, you know, German breweries and stuff. It, that's just what the equipment does. And so if they wanted to yeah, change uh, the amount of residual uh, dextrins in there. They could only do it by recipe. Yeah, they would add the carapils and that would allow it. And so that's how they adjusted their. Sure. You know the the things always working at you know one forty eight. They throw in some yeah. extra malt and they may have to do with them not be able to maintain a temperature. So, in order for them to finally get down to a, a sack rest of uh, of one fifty, uh, they'd have to uh, go in at one sixty because it drops so much. But of course, then a lot of the conversion is taking place at that higher temperature. That's problematic. So I think that's maybe why they they would tend to like not be able to get that high of a mesh temperature. Because their strike some, water some be too hot. Their water's all set. Everything they can't change the water. I mean, no. the strike water temp. It's just it's made to brew. Throw in the kettle and one, one, whatever, one yeah. beer, one one lager. All right, whatever. It. it seems kind of stuck. All right, that seem weird. It does. So, um, uh, you know. Anyway, what you take? So you okay? So yeah, the. Uh, I imagine that there could be a difference between. I would say that it's not exactly apples to apples. I'd no, say. no, no. There's, it's a different process. You get two different right. grains right. that went through a different process. They're going to do things different. Sure, sure. It could have a different. It's probably subtle, but I imagine that um, you know you could uh, probably taste taste the difference between oh, I'm going to add a certain amount of uh, dextrin malt and mash low versus I'm just going to mash high. Yeah, you know. Uh, replacing you know some of the base malt with dextrin malt, um, 
I, I imagine, um, it's, you know, it's quite possible there's a difference. I think it's more predictable uh, to get it from the carapils because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're doing a, you know, trying to get a sack temperature, uh-huh. if you miss a little bit, that's going to probably affect, you miss it by a degree, it's going to, uh, mm. it's going to have a, uh, you know, not that big of an effect, but, or a couple degrees would. So the car- the carapils is just going to guarantee you a certain level of dextrose. Right. Well, I wonder, I, I guess, you know, the initial part of his uh, question was... Um, the conflict between the, the low right, mash Right, why would you do a low mash yeah. temperature and the dextrin malt? So I understand, you know, when you're doing 156 and dextrin malt, you know, it's you don't want to get so... There's a certain limit to how high you can go before you denature. True. So, uh, you know, there's a, a limit to that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I would tend to, like... Uh, not say that now. I, I would say that I get the right. I get the idea that that's a conflict. I think I'm, uh, I don't think I would have said anything like that recently. Well, we all change our change sure. our processes oh gosh, in our yeah. ways. Oh, well, and uh, you know, look at uh, interesting. You know, tidbit was uh, the original Pliny recipe. Mm-hmm. Did not did that not have dextra malt and um, uh, simple sugar? Dextrose yeah. and dextrin malt, right? Both. Which the dextrose is trying to remove malt character, mm-hmm. and it thins out the body. And I guess the the dextrin was to build the body back up, right? Yeah. So I thought that that was quite interesting too. And I think Vinny was saying, you know, on that equipment at that time, he didn't have you know room to uh, make a big enough beer, something like that. There was some some reasoning behind it. Well, he still it has dextrin malt in his brewery. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's, you know, a hard and fast rule to how you use any of the ingredients. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you, what turns you're trying out to do. I think if I was like, uh, I'm thinking like a, a recipe where I might have said that, like uh, an amber ale that I do mm-hmm. might have something like that, where I'm mm-hmm. trying to uh, maintain, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, like a lot of body in the beer, but. Uh, at the low uh, finishing gravity. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did we already take a break? Have I lost my mind? We took one. We did. did huh. We? Did we? So we're on the second break. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's time for the second break yet. We take another. We take another question. Yeah. Uh, what do you got there? I've got one from. Uh, Hope I didn't uh, say uh, Karsten. Carson says, um, I have a question about the Beardy Guard recipe and brewing classic styles. Big fan of the book and the quality of the recipes always impresses me. They are not just good, but truly outstanding. Lately, I've been inspired to brew and drink farmhouse ales, and I would like to try my hand at the Beardy Guard recipe from the book. I noticed that the percentage of ex- by extract of Munich malt is 17 to 18% for both the extract and all-grain version. Which confuses me a little because the only available Munich LME I know of is manufactured by Brees, and it consists of 50% Munich malt and 50% base malt. If I want to brew the extract version of the recipe, should I increase the Munich LME contribution to 34 to 35% and reduce the Pilsner LME percentage accordingly? Thanks for your answer in advance. Yes. The answer is there's a section of the book called How to Brew These Recipes. That's right. And in it, it says, because... Munich malt extracts vary in their percentage of Munich malt. 
the recipe assumes 100% Munich malt, and then based, if you have a 60-40, a 70-30, or a 50-50, you just account for that amount of Munich in the recipe. Yes. And so, yes, you would, uh, if you're using a 50-50, you would double the amount of uh, the Munich LME. Yes. To get the get the proper amount. Very good. Read the fucking. I'm reading the book. <laughs> At least read that chapter on how to brew. That's those a lot beers. of good stuff in that chapter. That part at the beginning. Yeah. I get that question a lot. I was like, ah, you know, how do the gallons work out? <laughs> it's like, well, read that chapter. It's all yeah, in there. It's in there. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's a good question. Was, you know, people have those questions a lot. So, I guess we should have been much more instructive on how to brew those recipes. Well, I most of them, you don't need to even read the first part of that book. They're just straight, you know, straightforward. Right. Things like that. Yeah. Well, especially if you go all gray. Yeah. If you, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, there you go. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will have uh, more of your questions right after this. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. BN Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including White Labs, Y-Yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all-grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All-Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new brew easy. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're still enjoying bread from uh, Ari from Pete's Visit. And giant gnats. Like the bumblebee of gnats flying around in here. Maybe it's a bread gnat. Beer flies. Kind of like a Damn. fruit flies. That dude's beer chubby. Flies. He's loading up. For the winter. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to hibernate and come out in the spring. And it was one of my beer a while ago. They handed over the bar. There was a fly in it. <laughs> a gnat. I go like, this isn't going to do. He goes over it. Throws the foam off the top, puts some, puts the, <laughs> tops it right off. I go like, good. I didn't waste any beer. Oh. I wonder if uh, White Lamps has anything that they've collected off of uh, various insects, insect yeasts. I don't know. Bacterias. Hmm? Well, they get around those insects, so they could uh, pick up a lot of. Uh, well, so does Chris White. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, if they did, you know where it'd be? It'd be in their vault. The vault. You have access to their vault, believe it or not, through this program that they're doing, whitelamps.com slash the vault. Yeah. And in there, what you do is they they have uh, gone through their vault and picked out like, you know, 20 really interesting different uh, yeasts. They'll take requests as well. They'll take requests, and you can, uh, and they'll they'll do some test test runs with it, and yeah. and make sure that it's it's good. Give you some idea what your attenuation mm-hmm. clock rate might be. And then they put this in the vault on the, the vault on the website, and you can pretty much you know commit to buy uh, one of those strains. Right. And if uh, if they get a uh, you know critical mass of people asking for it, they'll go ahead and and do a, a run of that yep. and send it out to you. And you can brew with stuff that may have come off a beetle's butt. Yeah, that's some usual stuff. Right. I bet they have more yeast in, in bank mm-hmm. than they make. Than they've sent out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've been like thousands. They've been collecting yeah. yeasts and, yeah. and bacterias and stuff for sure. over 20 years. Yeah, you can go to the website, the, the bank fault website, and you can see where things stand. Like, well, this one just needs 20 more. This one needs mm-hmm. 100 more. Right. Or I really like this one. Let me uh, get my home brew club to, you know, I'll, I'll, right. I'll uh, chip Home brew club, get on social media, say, hey, yeah. you know, home brewers, yeah. this is great yeast, and here, here's the Check reason why. Yeah, you know, I want, this. I want to do this one. We'll compare results. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So check it out. Uh, whitelabs.com uh, forward slash the vault. All right. Uh, uh, Tasticles, the uh, god of homebrewing. We have uh, some more, more questions here. Bring it on. Well, here's an interesting one that somebody sent in. Uh, Kurt 
Kurt has uh, emailed and said, I listened to your podcast on IPAs and cautionary tale of proprietary hops. We are starting a brewery. As a home brewer, I really like the punch of flavor citra hops add in combination with other hops. Would you have a suggestion of a substitute with a similar flavor profile that I might try? Tasty? Citra? Mm-hmm. Substitute for Citra. Well, uh, it's probably harder to get. Amarillo, would that be one that would uh, mm. come across with some of that character? Right. Um, it's more of an aroma hop, but uh, there is. it does have a lot of Citra character. Citrus. Citra, to me, has... Um, at least the Citra that we're burning through right now has uh, a lot of peach character to it oh. and a lot of uh, citrus character to it a little bit of a little bit of you know tiny bit of you know, maybe piney in there in the background uh-huh. so I think you take any citrusy fruity hop and here's the thing the, the, the hops change year to year Yeah, they change where they've been grown we Porno Steve went with us, and we did a hop selection at um, um, Crosby Farms in, in, in Oregon. And the, how different were those those hops? Those Massive, cuts of hops, massively. Yeah, I if mean, I, if I did like, a blind like test, I would have mm-hmm. been like, these are all different. They're types different of hops, different types entirely. of hops. You wouldn't think that they were. And all they were cascade. all the same cascade. Yeah. yeah, they were completely different. And the one that we liked was like. Man, it was punchy, and it was, you know, citrus and floral and, you know, had a little fruit going on there, a little stank going on. I mean, it was just everything. So that and some of them were, they were decent hops, but they were just much more pedestrian. A little little bit of citrus, a little bit of floral, Hmm. not huge, huge uh, aromatically. So it depends on what you want. I would suggest to people, though, you know, thinking you need one hop and you have to have this hop is a big mistake nowadays because the price of hops, when they used to be $4, $5, $7 a pound, are now 22 25 It's a, getting near impossible to make money on beer without just, you know, hoppy beers without going crazy, yeah. crazy pricing. And the variability. Right. So what you would say to Kurt is, like, well, you'd, you're not wise to put all your eggs in one varietal basket. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be consistent from year to year. It's not going to be consistent in flavor or price. Right. So combinations are probably pretty much in order. Like, seem like you're better off, like, and I guess where you're going, using two hops to give you the result that you want. That way, if you need more, like, citrus, less peach, mm-hmm. you could, like, you know, bring in this other hop right. to complement your uh, citrus. Exactly, and... Instead of saying, oh, this beer is about, you know, citra, say this beer is about citrus and, you know, yeah. some some uh, stone fruit. Yeah. Right. So that's the hop profile of this beer. Mm-hmm. What hops can I use to develop that same profile? Because your customers, 99.9% of them are not going to know that you change the hops if the profile is pretty much similar. Yeah. You know, the... the you know, the the real ultra geeks and the ones who drink your beer every day are going to go, oh, this changed. Yeah. It's, it's slightly different. You go, yeah, good of you to notice. We we tweaked this. We tweaked that. We used uh, these different hops. And then, or it could be the same exact same recipe, two different crop years. Right. 
and they're happy. They're like, yeah, I love it. I love this better. This is this is a better batch. Or if they, they like the previous batch, go, well, just stand by. Eventually, it'll change again because that's the way of an agricultural product. You know, the hops change every year. Yeah. Different growing season every year. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, I know lots of brewers that say, well, you, we, we use, like to use four hops. That gives us the flexibility. Right. If we can't get one, we can, like, you know, bring in another one that maybe doesn't fit as well. But it's just a bit more of the other ones mm-hmm. for, you know, for a while. And then, you know, maybe they'll, uh, you know, bring the other one back up to where it should be. Right. But buy, stick to all the public hops. Buy a oh, wide yeah. range of all the public hops you can get. Avoid the, you know, uh, right. restricted uh, proprietary stuff. Yeah. Um, because at some point, you know they'll they'll cut the acreage and then you're you're stuck. Yeah. Um, although they, they had a, a bumper crop year, so more people could probably get it this year. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I think uh, one of the things to uh, look out for. All right. Um. There's another one here for tasty. Oh, here's a good one for you. Uh, Steve says, gentlemen and porno Steve. Huh? I was recently pursuing my homebrew shop, or perusing my homebrew shop, and came across a product called Hop Hash. I'm interested to know if you've ever used it and if there's anything to be aware of when using it, e.g. sticks like glue or use in moderation. I'm hoping it will be a substitute for us homebrewers who do not have access to fancy ingredients like CO2 varietal hop extracts. Additionally, if you've heard any news uh, when we can expect to see some extract on a homebrew level, I would greatly appreciate the info. Thanks for all the info and expertise. Both your contributions to the homebrewing community is... Uh, admirable. Jamel, I have a Ramstein uh, Airbase Military Working Dog Challenge coin for your wall. Just need an address. Send it to the brewery. <laughs> 1052 Horizon Drive, Fairfield, California, 94533. It's also on the website. You can Google it. Send me whatever you want. Just uh, put my name on it. It will get to me. That's where I send. Easy speasy. When I buy stuff for the for home off of Amazon, <clears throat> that is where I uh, send it myself. So... I am able to get everything there because <laughs> I got a shipping department. And shipping and receiving. I've, yeah, so I've got a dude there who a will dude. receive those boxes for me. Send it to I need the dude. a dude. Yeah. I need a dude to drag me around. Um, hop ash. Hop yes. ash. Yes. Uh, well, first off, you know, the hop extracts. Yeah, those uh, are available. Cool. Yeah, the, you can get them through Humber Shops. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, Northern Brewer, was it, had the hop, hop shot. shot. It was like a syringe full of mm-hmm. uh, hop extract. Yeah. So uh, those are available. Um, not not difficult to get. Yeah. Uh, do some googling. Check them out. But the hop hash, hop hash has been a new a new thing. Um, I remember hop hash from touring the hop farms and scraping some off the uh, off the kiln mm-hmm. and uh, putting it into our mouths. And <laughs> how horrible thing. that was! Yeah. Uh, it, not quite as horrible as extract, but yeah. um, putting extract in your mouth. But uh, um, you know, it's pretty intense. Have you used hop hash, uh, Tasty? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, a little weary of it. Uh, I thought it. I, I know it's got an IBU. I'm an alpha rating. Mm-hmm. It's probably like something stupid, like 35 or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Because it's alpha like acid. yeah, the 335 AA. Um, just never saw it fitting into my brew scheme. I'm like a, you know, 10 IBUs at 60 minutes, and then like 
50 IBUs at Flamont kind of thing. So where does that fit into there? I don't, you know. Well, on something like, uh, you know, double IPA or something like that, where you're trying to get 100 IBUs dissolved. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a, a good chunk of hop hash thrown in at yeah, 60, 60 minutes. Sure. Yeah, but I'm not using that much anyway. I'm in a 12-gallon batch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then, um, you know, you cut down on the vegetal matter. True. So you'll net more beer out of it. Right. And, um, you know, as long as it doesn't cost you much, um, yeah. extract tends to be more expensive. So it's a, it's about a... I imagine the hot pan should be more expensive, too, if you, turn, if you really went into it. Your per-alpha mm-hmm. uh, cost is going to be uh, higher with the hot pan, I would expect, than using Unless the they're just scraping it off the rails of the uh, kiln. Well, it is sort of a, a byproduct of the... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a byproduct of the, pel- of the pelletizing... Uh, mm-hmm. pe- Pelletizing. Of right, the, uh, pellet dust. Yeah, yeah, like it just gets accumulates and accumulates. Ooze, oozes out resin. And it's like this resin shit. And they just like, kind of well. Any goopy stuff that used to just get cleaned off and thrown away. I don't know if they threw it away. I thought they. Uh, oh, put it into extract or something. Yeah, it would go over the extract process. But they didn't always have that. I thought what they would do is they would just put that black back into the, uh, the hopper. And then, I don't know, somehow put that alpha back into the next batch or something like that. Hmm. Then they just re, you know recalibrate. They'd re well, like the lab uh, test it. The bit of uh, powder and stuff like that that falls on the ground. They shovel that back up and yeah. throw that into the mixer. Sure. Yeah. But uh, you know they're they're trying to hit a, a, a specific an blend and yeah. hit a sp- specific alpha right. and all that. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they put the hash back in because that seemed like it would be quite concentrated. Yeah, you have to be really have a good mixing process right. to get that right. Which I don't think they do that because uh, yeah. hops go through a, like a hel- hammer mill yeah. and then a, kind of a mixing bin and get yeah. churned up. So I think the hash would. I've seen the hop hash at a, at a brewery and it's always in like a, a brick because mm-hmm. it's got all this oil and like right. fat, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then when it's cold, it just log it binds up into a sure. hard uh, thing. So you got to like chip it off. <laughs> well, you've seen you've gotten hops and pellets uh-huh. that have a lot of like you know oily oil in them. Right. They'll they'll uh, you know, show that same phenomena where they're like a uh, brick up, brick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. I think. Uh, yeah. So we know you could use ec- extracts are available. Check your home brew supply store, and uh, hop ash. Yeah, it could be yeah. a good substitution. Just calculate the uh, yeah, I- yeah, IBUs. Yeah. You know, punch it into whatever your your favorite formula is, and sure. you're off to go. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up with more questions right after this. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through The Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the home brewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. 
More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. New at Williams is the innovative line of Intertap forward-sealing beer faucets with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Also new is the Mark II Wart Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that starts at only $69.99, but does the job of pumps costing twice as much. Other exclusives include their Brewer's Edge mini regulators in mini configurations, as well as their exclusive line of Keg King kegs and Keg King disconnects. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. From now until September 30th, enter web coupon NETWORK at checkout with any order of $75 or more and get a free Williams Brewing baseball hat with your order. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We are, we're talking about um, uh, my car. We're talking about uh, doing more jabubu. Yeah. Yeah, just put just a couple of drops. Not, not a whole bunch. Just, just a tiny bit on your tongue. Like less than a sip. Yeah, less than a sip. Just swish it enough to coat your tongue. That's all. What is this? It opens up the the, the pores on your tongue, and it, it's, it, really it's, cool, just, man. it's like power washing your tongue. You all of a sudden everything it tastes much uh, bolder. I saw the bottle. Did it say uh, kashasha? Yeah, it's kashasha with. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, got this uh, Amazonian flower in it. That does this thing to your tongue. No, no, no. So it's, uh, yeah, give it a try. Just just a, a couple of drops. You don't need a, a bunch. You know what it smells like? It smells like chartreuse. Sure. There's a little orange Will you Will there. you, like, taste some? Put some on your tongue already? You guys just want me to, like, freak out. No, <laughs> no. We all did. It's, it's Tasty, not enough. Tasty, can it's you drive me home? Thing. I, <laughs> yeah. Ashley would appreciate it, it, this. And it, and it fades <laughs> off in about ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, right. I saw Beverly's voice. She did no, it not too. even that long. It's right, like five right, minutes. Go. Yeah. yeah. It's not even. Don't just drop the whole huh? thing. Yeah, just a yeah. couple of drops. And Enough to coat your it. tongue. Yeah, coat That's your mouth. That's plenty. Coat your mouth. Coat your yeah. mouth. And then you can And you can spit it. it out if you want. It has like a weird effect on your mouth. Yeah. 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 I bet you, you already start to feel your, it on your tongue. Your like. From the front all the way back. Bursting. Yeah. Like your tongue's just opening up. Yeah. Like being Isn't that powered. weird? 
Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's like clean. Your mouth then, feels clean. And then uh, taste something. Taste uh, <laughs> salty. <laughs> taste taste uh, taste, taste one of Pete's now. balls. Or uh, yeah, apparently uh, citrus does uh, very well yeah. too. Um, can I get a beer, Beverly? Can I? <laughs> Here, this is peanut butter stout. Try this yeah. now. Tell me if it's any different from before. Dude, it smells like I just brushed my teeth or something. Jesus. Well, drink a beer. <laughs> drink a beer. I have a, I have a taste of the beer. No? Huh? Huh? Things are a little different. Isn't huh? it weird how, how the carbonation? I mean, like your tongue you can feel is, the carbonation. You can taste your tongue's the been opened up. Yeah, your tongue's more sensitive. It, cool. it increases for you know like a minute or two, and then yeah. it, it's gone in ten minutes tops. So what's the brand? Like what's the um, some African thing? Huh? Oh, yeah. Really? It's from it's from the mouth. It's from the mouth. I saw the bottle for a quick second. It says cachaça, cachaça, which is like um, Brazilian like sugarcane rum. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what it is. It's sugar. Yeah. It's sugarcane, and this has uh, jambu in it. So it's a rum with jambu. With jambu. It's a type of flower that you can find at the yeah. mouth of the Amazon. Wow. That really? Active ingredient does that. Kill a couple you. of guys to get it. Because <laughs> cachaça is usually just, you know, like, you make a caparina and it's, you know, limes and cachaça. And it's, yeah, it's probably a general style of, of liqueur. Right. Yeah. That's pretty somebody's cool, take huh? on that. Throw this little flower in there. And, yeah. Pretty cool. Now, if you smoke that flower, God knows what. I feel awake now. I, feel oh, awake now. I like yeah. three. Like no, actually, I had four double IPAs. Kind of, kind of. Kern River Citra. I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe this great. is a way of revitalizing your palate in a way. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what I, I need to prevent palate fatigue? I don't know. I'm ready for 2017. You're ready though. No. Your palate's all scrubbed and ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> What's next? What are you eating? Malt balls, chocolate covered malt ball. Have one of those. You know these malt balls. Who does it? Who makes those? Brees. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Yeah, Pete Schlossberg makes these. Makes them at home. He covers them. Is it like longer. a Whopper? Yes. Yeah. Made with made or, with yeah. like DME. But was DME right. malt extract, and okay. then some the high end chocolate. They're delicious. All right. I wouldn't steer you wrong. That's not what we do here. It's made with DMT, so you're about to trip out. They're good. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you can totally taste it. Just like some kind of homebrew. Homebrew balls. Flavor. Plus, see, I mean, it's got a nice yeah, small like a, character The balls of yeah. every yeah. homebrew. That's versus like, you dry know. Dry malt extract. That's yeah. using cereals and stuff to add yeah. to malt character. Down to like My uncle always told pair. me if you have a couple beers, you should always keep like a piece of chocolate in your car. Somehow, chocolate cuts that like alcohol flavor. Cool. Alcohol breath. Right. I don't know if. Did your uncle drive? Your mom. Drink. She's so smart. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like chocolate's pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. This is actually really good. Finish those off. There you are. Speaking of finishing off, uh, got another question over there that uh, you got a softball for me. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you want you want me to uh, finish me? Finish yes. you? Yeah. 
Um, um, I also need to tell you about the AHA. Oh, what um, about the AHA? What's going on? I well, know what's going on. The AHA. I'll get my app going here. They've, they've, uh, there's a, uh, a little member drive going on where member you can, uh, anyone that joins the AHA through the Brewing Network, join the AHA link now through Christmas Eve on the uh, website and use the promo code BNARMY, uh, receives two books, uh, mailed to their home address. The books will be Wood and Beer, A Brewer's Guide, and Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles. Perfect. If you already got the books, you can just re-gift those. Yeah, stuff for, yeah. exactly. Everyone should <laughs> have... Everyone should have... Uh, you haven't got a shop. These books. You, you know, I'm no. stoked. And you, just, you can just upgrade. You, you can add on yeah. to your uh, existing... Uh, add on to your library or you, you know help a friend uh, yeah. with their library. There you go. And guilt them into getting you a, a gift. Yeah. And in return, you get a great membership. Then the membership's worth it without the books. First off, I mean, f- those two books are the cost of membership right there. Yep. But you're going to get the uh, Zymergy magazine. That's worth the cost of membership. You get the, the discount. You can use the Brew Guru app, the free Brew Guru app, yeah. to locate all those discounts. And there's tell tons what, of places. It's yeah. not like, oh, one or Breweries, two Breweries, homebrew shops, all Everything. that stuff that's going to give you discounts yeah. that and restaurants that are going to pay for your – I used to take the family to BJ's and would pay for my AHA membership. One stop. One, one, one stop visit. You know, it's fantastic. So oh. uh, check it out. they got the AHA rallies. you get the membership, uh, members-only session at uh, the JBF, all that stuff. Check it out. Go to the uh, Bring Network site. Uh, look for the uh, Join the AHA link. Click on that and uh, use the code BNARMY and you get the the books. Even if you didn't get the books. Two really nice books. It. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, well, worth, well worth doing. Sure. All right. One last question. Uh, Charlie. He says, Palmer and Jamel. Oh, this must have been for Bruce Strong, too. Go ahead. That's all right. If I want to try the Gordon Strong method of cold steeping dark grains and adding the result at the very end, do I adjust mash pH as if the dark grains are not in the mix at all? Thanks for considering my question. You guys are awesome. Charlie. Well, here's the thing. I, a lot of, a lot of uh, hoo-ha has been made of this. And really, I can tell you the reason why people get different results and think that they're getting a, a kinder, gentler feel to their roasted grains is because they're not extracting extracting as much because it's not in you know in the mash as long. So you're just you could get the same result by putting less in. It's I just see. it's just a matter of how much you're extracting. It does not change right, so, the type so, of extract right, you get out of it. All right, so the person is cold steaming. Why are they doing that? They're, they're saying, because, I don't want the roast character. I, don't want this, a, I just want the color of the malt. I don't want no, something else. They, it, what it's, are they doing? it's supposed to be a much more, oh, smoother, less astringent, smoother. Like cold pressing coffee. Like cold pressing coffee okay. and all that stuff. All right, all right. The, the, thing, the thing is, uh-huh. you're boiling the liquid afterwards. So any of that cold mambo jumbo, and it's it's just internet internet myth. the The result is that you know it's it's just the the amount. If you put more in, you taste more. more roast. Right. You put less in, it's the same thing as the amount of time you you let it steep but, for. But, but what about the you get it more as much color? Say you use you less, is you're not going to get as much color, obviously. Or do you? I don't know. You, well, right. when you when you throw your dark grains in at the end, you don't get as much color. Okay. 
And you don't get as much extract. Right. And you How about cold steeping? Then you get more color, right? Well, you could cold steep it, but you're going to end up boiling it anyways. Yeah, but you, you have more color to it because you, you get more color per ounce, per pound. I, you could put it through a French press. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. That would be a reason to do it is you get a darker beer without the dark flavors. Well, how about uh, his question is, you know, that's the thing. So your mash pH is going to be higher. But only temporarily because you're – you're, if you throw this in there, then you know the overall is going to be lower because it will be acidic. Yeah. So you have to reconcile that however you think it should do. I'll tell you what we're going to do though. To put this thing to bed once and for all, all right. we're going to dredge up all the experimentation that has been done on it. We're going to brew our own sets of beers. Cool. We're going to prove once and for all the answer to this age-old question. All right. We will show that uh, I am correct. All right. We will do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'd be down to So what should I be at? Like, yeah. We're all, well, we're waiting. All right. Well, yeah. No, we'll. Hmm. I think we, we do a whole show on it. We get we into do the, a couple. We get into the whole technology of it. We, uh, we knock it out. Great. We taste some beers. We brew some beers. We It'll be a time for me to bring out the old Zymatic. There you go. Tasty, you brew. Fire it up. Who is this guy? <laughs> Who invited him? If I, I'm nobody, you, if I'm not you, a brewer. Come you on. you yeah. brew dark beers? You give, him sure, two, you give, sure. him, give him two drops of spirits, and man, he's all over the place. <laughs> I think he's the, the four pints of IPAs at the, at the spirits. Yeah. <laughs> that Kern, that's that Kern uh, River... You can stop drinking that. Citrus stuff, man. Mm. Deadly. Mm. Drinks like there you go. a single IPA. Did you have one? I had one of those. Yeah, it's really good. Jeez. There you are. All right. I guess that's it. That's the show. That's the show for today. All righty. If you enjoy this, uh, make sure you check out all our fine sponsors. Yes, give those guys a check buzz. Check out the Nico Brew. Don't send them pictures of your small children. No. Uh, <laughs> check out the White Labs. <laughs> check out uh, check out the HA. Most of all, check out the Brewing Network store. Because if you go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash store, you go there and you buy stuff from there, everything goes, every last penny goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network and helps uh, pay for all the fine stuff we get for doing this show. Right, Tasty? They do. A lot of good stuff there. A lot of hardware, a lot of software. Right. Yeah, clothes. Yeah, it's great. Gummy bears. Everything's in stock. Um, Ari's... Right, uh, ready for Christmas. Ari's yeast, uh, book, beer, bread recipes. You, you can even just order a loaf of bread. Uh, <laughs> Not everything's handmade. At, handmade at, at the bringnetwork.com store. Uh, Bebo is saying yes. The, the bread's in stock as we speak. Yep. Um, you can get uh, your coffee. You get the uh, the cocoa beans that uh, Pete has swallowed and passed, just like a civet cat. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. We haven't talked about that on the air yet. All right, later. <laughs>